If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. All right, we're going to uh, learn the first piece in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, Hilchus Yisori HaTorah, the only uh, piece in these halachas, Perak Hey Halacha Aleph. Uh, Rab Chaim is talking about the issue over here of the uh, three mitzvos, which are Yaharig Val Yavar, Avodah Gilei Arayos, and Shvichos Damim. And he's trying to understand what is the source, what is the reason why Shvichos Damim is Yaharig Val Yavar. How do we understand that on a deeper level? So uh, he begins with the Rambam. The Rambam says, Kishiyamud Nochri Viyenas is Yisrael Lavar al Achos Mikol Mitzvos Hamuros Batora. The general rule is that if a non-Jew uh, forces a Jew to violate any of the mitzvos in the Torah, or he's going to kill him, so generally we say Yavor Val Yehareg, Bemedvar Mamurim Bishar Mitzvos, Chutzme Avodazar of Gilead Rayas Shichos Damim. The three exceptions, of course, are Avodazar Gilead Rayas Shichos Damim, Aval Sholosh Averos Eloim Yomerlo Avor Al Achas Mehen Ote Hareg, Yehareg Val Yavor. In those three cases, so we say that it's a Yaharig Val Yavar, uh, that the Jew has to give his life up rather than violate them. So Rab Chaim quotes that this is uh, from the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Dafayin Dalid, Amar Yochanan Mishum Rab Shimon Ben Yahutzadak, Ninu Vigamru Valias Beis Nitze Belud, Kol Aver Shabatora Im Omrim Lola Adam, Avor Val Tehareg, Yavar Val Yehareg, Chutzme Avodazar Vigila Rayas Shrikhus Damim. All right, so the Gemara quotes this, uh, Rab Yochanan said, from Rav Shimon ben Yotzadak, that this was uh, concluded, this was decided upon in a uh, an attic in Beis Nitza in Lud. Uh, but uh, the rule is, like the Rambam said, that uh, any Averis in the Torah, you should be Yavor Valye Hareg, with the exception of Avodazar Now, where do we get these from? So the Gemara goes through the source for each of these three Averos. Avodazarak Rabbi Yezar, the Tanya Rabbi Yezar, Omer Vahaftas Hashem Elokecha Becholavav, Chavachon Nafshcha, Chavachon Meodecha. Uh, Avodah we learn out from uh, the first Pesach in Shema, which says, Haftas Hashem Elokecha, love Hashem with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your wealth. So uh, from all your heart and all your soul, we learn out that uh, even if, that uh, even if you're going to lose your soul, you have to uh, give up your soul rather than do Avodah Zarah. So there are cases of loving Hashem which uh, result in losing your soul. So it's a, basically Avodah Zarah is learned out from a drasha of this Pasuk. Now, where do we learn out the other two? So, Kidarebi, Detanya, Rebi, Omer, Kikasher, Yokum, Ishal, Reehu, Verotzko, Nefesh, Kenadavra, Aze, Umakish, Naira, Muros, Roteach, Maroteach, Yahari, Val Yavor, Af Naira, Muros, Tehari, Val Tabor. So, uh, where do we learn out Gilea Royos? So, the Gemara quotes another Drasha from Rebi, Rebuda Nasi, that uh, we learn out, it, it compares a Naira, Hamurosa to Roteach. So just as they wrote Seyach is Yaharig Val Yavar, right? Shvichus Dam is Yaharig Val Yavar. So too, uh, it compares Naira Murasa, which is Gilead Royos. So rather than uh, commit Gilead Royos with a Naira Murasa, a person has to be a Harig Val Yavar. So that's also, Gilead Royos is also a Drasha from the Pasuk. Now, if we learn out uh, Gilead Royos from Shvichus Damim, so of course we have to know uh, where are we learning out, right? Where, how do we learn out uh, 
Shichus Damim. So the Gemara says, Roteach Gufe Minal. And how do we know Roteach itself? Svarahu. It's a Svara. All right, so this is, uh, unlike the other two, which are Gzeris HaKosovs, Roteach is a logical uh, deduction. What's the Svara? Miyemar didoma didoch sumek tfei, delmadoma dahai gavra sumek tfei. Who said that your blood is thicker than the other person's blood? So who says that you're worth more than the other person? Okay, so that's uh, the first thing from that sugya, that the Roteach is a Svara, whereas the other two are learned out, are derived from drushas of Psukim. Misham ba sugya od lo omru mitzvah kala val yavar. Now the Gemara then distinguishes between all of this is only in private. The whole din of Yavar Val Yeharig is only when you're in private, but Bifarhesya, if it's in public, so then any mitzvah is Yeharig Val Yavar, because there's a Chil Hashem, the public Chil Hashem makes it that everything is a Yeharig Val Yavar. So the Gemara now asks about Esther Farhesya, but what about Esther? Esther marrying Achashverosh was a Farhesya sin. And she didn't give up her life. So uh, the Gemara has two answers. Amar Abaya, Esther, Karka Olam, Haisa, Rova, Amar Hanas, Atzman, Shiny. Abaya said that the Esther was uh, Karka Olam. She was totally passive. It was like she was uh, as if she was like the ground on the earth. She did no activity whatsoever. So if it's a passive Avera, even if it's in public, uh, it's Yavar Valyehari. The only time that a public Avera is the Yaharig Val Yavar as if it's an active Avera, but the Esther having Bia, being with Achashverosh, uh, was totally passive. Rova Amar Hanas Atzman Shani. The Gemara says another answer. Rova said that uh, Hanas Atzman, if the non-Jew is doing it for their own Hana, in other words, they're not looking to make you violate the Torah, they just want their own pleasure. So then in that situation, you could violate the, the Avera even before Hesia. Because uh, it's not a chil Hashem. Everyone, you know, you can see that they're just doing it for their own pleasure. So the only time we say Farhesi, you have to be Yahar Gval on any sin is if they're trying to get you to violate the Torah specifically. Now, Tosus has a big question on this whole Gemara. Tosus asks that the Gemara Megillah says in Daf Tesvav that Esther was married to Mordechai. So uh, Esther was not just a regular sin. It was one of the Gimel Chamuros. It was one of the three sins which are Yaharig Val Yavor. It was Arayos, Gile Arayos. So why is the Gemara asking on Esther that it was in public and then it gives these two answers that it was passive or it was for Achash, or Achashverosh was only intending for his own Hana? There's a much bigger problem, which is that it was Gile Arayos. And Gile Arayos, in all cases, uh, presumably is Yaharig Val Yavor. So Tosos answers the Tirtsu de Imishum Arayos Kulialma Srile de Mahani time of the Karka Olam. So Tosos says a, a pretty big Chiddush here. Tosos answers that if the question of Esther would be from Gilead Arayos, then we have a simple answer, which is Karka Olam. In other words, if the problem is that Esther was committing, was violating the sin of Gilead Arayos, so then we would just answer that uh, it was Karka Olam, she was passive. There is no Yaharig Val Yavor for Gilead Arroyos when it's totally passive. So that's why the Gemara didn't ask from Esther that it's uh, Gilead Arroyos, it only asked that it was Farhesia, and on that Abaya said, no, still the fact that it was passive meant that, that she, it, she didn't have to be Yaharig Val Yavor. Now, how do we know this? Where do we get this Chiddush that, uh, a, that Gilead Arroyos that's, pa- that's passive is not a Yaharig Val Yavor? In other words, very often for a woman, Gilead Arroyos is not going to be Yaharig Val Yavar. So Etosu says, Because uh, as we said from the Gemara before, we learn out Gilead Arroyos from Shvichus Damim. 
Right, that was the drosha before. It compares Gilei Arayos to Shvichus Damim. So uh, since we learn it out from Shvichus Damim, it has to be the same as Shvichus Damim as Rotzeach. Rotzeach gufe ki mechayev limsar atzmo hani milei kodem shiyar biadayim. Aval heichad lovin masik nochi mashlichin osu alatino gnismaich mistavra de eino chayev limsar atzmo. Demotzi Amar Adrab and my chazis the dome the chavre sumek tfei delma dome the di sumek tfei kibin loavid masa says Tosos. Let's think about the case of Rotzeach, the case of somebody who's uh, told either kill someone or we're going to kill you. So in that case, imagine it was passive. Imagine they say to the person, uh, "We're going to pick you up and we're going to throw you on a baby." And uh, God forbid you're gonna crush the baby over here, and uh, you're gonna have com- you're gonna have been involved in murder, but you'll have been totally passive. So uh, in that case, the logic would actually work the other way. The person right who's being uh, told to do this could say, "Who says the baby's blood is thicker than my blood? Who says the baby is worth more than me?" So if it's a passive activity that's going to result in murder, so in that case, the person would be allowed to just passively do it because uh, they're not committing any murder. So the uh, whole svara of Rotseach, the whole svara of Maichazis, only tells us that you cannot do an active murder. If you do an active murder, uh, then you have to be a Harig Valyava rather than do it. But a passive murder... Uh, something where you're not going to be doing any uh, action whatsoever, so then that you would be allowed to do um, in order to save your life. And uh, based on that, since we derive the whole situation of uh, Gilei Arroyos is learned out from Rotseach, so therefore we derive that Gilei Arroyos, which is passive, is also permitted. That's the Shitas HaToso. So again, according to the Tosos, there's a, a major chiluk here. Uh, with regard to Avodah we do not find that passive Avodah is allowed in order to save your life. Uh, but when it comes to Rotseach and the Gilei Arroyos, passive Shvichus uh, and passive Gilei Arroyos is allowed in order to save your life. And that's derived from the Svara of Rotseach, uh, which is used the other way in a case of, of uh, passive uh, Ritzicha. And uh, from there, we'd learn out to... Now, what is the uh, Shittas HaRambam? So, Reb Chaim says uh, that the, the Rambam, Rambam, the Sosim, Lo Hizkir Klal, Hach Tekarka Ola, Mashma Decholei Kalzer. Reb Chaim believes that because the Rambam does not differentiate, does not distinguish in any way between uh, Karka Olam or not, whether it's passive or not, so it sounds like the Rambam disagrees with this Shittas HaTosvos, and the Rambam holds that no matter what, uh, Gilei Arroyos is a is is uh, Yaharig Val Yavor, whether it's passive or whether it's active. And he quotes that this is a Machlokus Rishonim over there, the Balamor and the Ramban already debate uh, this issue. So there is a sheet in the Rishonim that does not distinguish between passive or active Gilei Arroyos, and that would be the sheet of Sarambam too. Uh, now, what about Tosus's question that Esther was Gilei Arroyos? Why didn't the Gemara ask from that at all? So uh, there's two other answers over here. Either uh, this is a different tradition in Chazal, and they don't uh, believe that uh, Esther was married. She was a Pnuya, so that would be one answer. Or uh, Tosus has another answer, uh, which is that Bias Nochri is not uh, considered Arroyo. So either of those would answer that question. But uh, the question that Reb Chaim now uh, moves on to is how to understand the Rambam conceptually, how to understand the Shittas Rambam that there is no distinction between passive and active Gilui Arroyos. Right? And Tosus brought a proof to this because uh, Ritzicha, if, there, if it's going to be passive Ritzicha, so then uh, a person would be allowed to do it in order to save their life. So uh, that should be the same thing for Gilui Arroyos. So Reb Chaim explains here, the, this is his first approach, 
Uh, it's based on the following, that uh, when we talk about Ritzicha being a Yahari Val Yavor, uh, it's actually different than the other two, than Gilei Arroyos and Avodah Zara, because uh, Gilei Arroyos and Avodah Zara are because of the Chumras Ha'aveir, the Chumras Ha'isur. These are very strict Isurim, and the Torah said that uh, your life is not worth more than not violating these Isurim, and therefore uh, they come before saving your life. Uh, but when it comes to Ritzicha, Rab Chaim suggests that Ritzicha is like all other Averos. The Chaibahem displaces the Isur Ritzicha. There is no more Isur Ritzicha. But it's still a Yahari Val Yavor because there's something else going on over here. And that is, uh, this is Rab Shlomo Haiman's formulation of this. Uh, that is that there's a Chiyuv Hatzalah of the other person. So you cannot prioritize saving your life at the expense of somebody else's life. Not because of the Isra Ritzicha. It's not because there's an Avera of Ritzicha. But it's because you cannot prioritize yourself over his life. Who says that you're worth more than him? My Chazis. Alright, so based on that, says Reb Chaim, that there's going to be a major distinction between Ritzicha and Gilei Arayos. Ritzicha, where it's not really an Isra. The only uh, issue is that you cannot prioritize yourself. So there we say it's a svar, my chazis. And if it's going to be passive, so then uh, the svar works the other way and you're allowed to save yourself in a passive way uh, so long as you're not doing anything active. But that has no bearing on the, the Isra of Gilei Arroyos where we're dealing with the humra of the actual Isra. When it comes to the Chumrah of Inisur, so there there's no distinction between passive or active. In all cases, you would violate the Isur. So uh, based on that, says Rab Chaim, that we cannot learn out, this is the Shittas HaRambam, that we cannot learn out from, Gile, from Ritzicha to Gilei Arroyos, as Toso suggested, because the Ritzicha, we're not talking about an Isur, but uh, Gilei Arroyos, we are. So uh, when you translate it from Ritzicha to Gilei Arroyos, we end up deriving that even uh, passive Gilei Arroyos is going to be a Yahari Val Yavar. So Gilei Arroyos ends up being uh, more of a Chumrah than Ritzicha in that regard, that it's, uh, it applies even to passive uh, Gilei Arroyos. Uh, but again, that's a reflection of the fact that by Ritzicha, we're dealing with the Svara, not an Isur, but by Gilei Arroyos, we're dealing with an Isur. And when it comes to an Isur, there's no distinction between passive or active. So according to this, when we say that uh, we're learning out Gilei Arroyos from Ritzicha, so we don't mean we're learning out in every single detail. Uh, rather, what we mean is that we're learning out the basic idea, the basic concept that Gilei Arroyos is also Yaharig Val Yavor, but in the details it's different, and that's because the Svar is different. We're learning out from something which is uh, Maichazis, which is a Svar, we're learning out to Gilei Arroyos, which is an Isur, uh, which is Yaharig Val Yavor, and uh, therefore it's going to be different in certain respects. Uh, that is Reb Chaim's first understanding of it. According to that approach, the Rambam agrees with Tosvos, that Ritzicha, which is passive, is uh, Yavor Val Yehareg. Uh, it's only active Ritzicha, which is Yehareg Val Yavor. The only Machlokas between the Rambam and Tosvos is when it comes to Gilei Arroyos. All right, uh, and the Machlokas centers on whether you can learn out Gilei Arroyos from the Isur Ritzicha with regard to passive being uh, Yavor Val Yehareg. Now, Reb Chaim uh, suggests over here a second approach, uh, and this is going to change things considerably. Uh, in the second approach, he begins the following. He begins with a question on Tosos, which is, how can Tosos say that we derive from Ritzicha, uh, that passive Ritzicha is Yavor Valye Hareg to Gilead Royals, when there's a simple distinction here? When it comes to Ritzicha, if somebody picks you up, picks up your body, and throws you on a baby, 
you have not done Ritzicha at all whatsoever. You are not a Rotseach in any way whatsoever. The person who threw you, they are the Rotseach. But you are just an object, so to speak, which was used in the act of Ritzicha. But you're not a Rotseach in any way. But when it comes to Giloy Arroyos, even if someone is passive, in other words, a woman who, in, who is uh, part of a Giloy Arroyos in a totally passive way, of course she still did an Avera. So how can you possibly learn out from Ritzicha where there is no Avera whatsoever in a passive case to Giloy Arroyos where there is an Avera? So Reb Chaim explains that the, what Tosus must mean is that the, he must mean that even theoretically if we were to have a case where you are a Rotzeach, even though it's passive, in other words, let's say we could find a case, uh, or theoretically there's a case where you're totally passive, someone uses your body in the act of Ritzicha, but you're still considered a Rotzeach somehow. So uh, even so, in that situation, it would still be Yavor uh, Valye Harig. So uh, according to Tosos, it doesn't make a difference whether there's an Isser over here or not. It doesn't matter whether you're a Rotzeach. doesn't matter whether you're uh, doing Gilead Royos. Even if you're doing an Isser, uh, the only thing that matters really is whether it's passive or active. If it's passive, so then uh, you do not, it's a Yavor Valye Harig. And if it's active, then it's going to be a Harig Val Yavor. But says Rab Chaim, uh, this is not totally clear. All right, so now uh, this is where I'm going to read a little bit inside. This is where he comes to his key uh, hakira in this piece, the key conceptual uh, issue that he's trying to explore. Uh, he says the following, He says, we, we need to explore a rotseach itself uh, according to what we just said. He says, there's actually... Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal two ways that we could explain the svara of my chazis that we've been dealing with over here. There's two different ways we could explain it. Alright, option number one is that because they're both equal, this is going to be the key term, so uh, please remember this uh, phrase, they are both equal. So uh, because they're equal, therefore you cannot do anything. Right? We tell you to just be totally passive. You cannot... Uh, kill someone because who knows if you're worth more than they are. And you also don't have to actively give your life in, in order not to passively be part of Ritzicha. Uh, because who says they're worth more than you? So because we don't know who's worth more than anybody else, we say uh, just be totally passive. Uh, just don't do anything either way. Okay, so if the person uh, tells you to kill them, you cannot do that. It would be Yaharigal Yavar. And if the person wants to use you to kill them in a passive way, so then it would be uh, Yavar Val Yeharig. It's totally passive. Uh, option number two is the following. Oh, the name of the Kivan, the Shkulenhein, Mimela Eina Nidchis Bifnei Pikuach Nefesh. Or we could say that since they're Shkulen, since they're equal, right, we don't know who's worth more than, nobody's worth more than anybody else. Therefore, we don't push off the Isser Ritzicha 
because of pikuach nefesh. All right, I'm using uh, over here, I'm going to explain this according to Reb Moshe Soloveitchik's explanation. Uh, this is a grandson of Reb Chaim, and uh, hopefully we'll talk about him a little bit more at the end of this piece. But uh, he explains the second side very nicely. That This tzad, we're saying that the Isra Ritzicha is an important factor in the equation over here. Because if you go ahead and kill someone to save your own life, so since Shkulin Hain, so we've lost a life, and you've committed an Isra Ritzicha. So there's sort of a double problem over here. There's loss of a life and an Isra Ritzicha. On the other hand, if it's Yahari Val Yavor, if you don't allow yourself, if you don't go ahead and kill the person, so then you are going to be killed. There's loss of a life, but there's no Isra Ritzicha. So the Isra Ritzicha is essentially what determines that we're going to say Yahari Val Yavor in order to avoid the Isra Ritzicha. So unlike the first Tzad over here, which we talked about, which is that there is no more Isra Ritzicha, it's pushed off because of a Chai Bahem, and now the only criteria we're evaluating is whether or not you're allowed to prioritize your life over somebody else's. In other words, we're just evaluating the loss of life. And uh, for that, we say, my chazis, who says uh, that anyone's more important? That's tzad number one. So uh, based on that, you're not allowed to do anything actively. You're just totally passive. Tzad number two is that, no, the isra is an important part of this uh, equation because when we're evaluating whether you should go ahead and kill the other person, so that would be in a addition to loss of life, also an Isra Ritzicha, as opposed to if you don't uh, do the Shvichos Damim, then you will lose your life, but there won't be an Isra Ritzicha, so that's preferable to doing the Ritzicha, to doing the Shvichos Damim, and that's why Ritzicha is Yahari Val Yavar. Uh, based on that understanding, if the Isra Ritzicha does play a role over here, so then, as we discussed before, when it comes to Isurim, active versus passive is not a distinction, it's not important. So uh, based on that, we would say that by Isra Ritzicha, by Shvichus Damim, it's Yahari Val Yavor no matter what, whether it's active or whether it's even passive. Uh, unlike Tosvos, who holds that passive Ritzicha, one would be allowed to do in order to save their life. It's Yavar Val Yehareg. According to this analysis of Reb Chaim, if the Isra Ritzicha is important, so then even a an, a passive Shvichus Damim would be prohibited, would be Yahareg Val Yavar. Okay, so that's the uh, central issue that Rab Chaim wants to understand. What is the basis of my chazis that uh, we say that shvichus damim is Yahari Val Yavor? Is it uh, because they're shkulinhein and therefore uh, it has nothing to do with Easter or tzicha? It's just that the two people, uh, we can't prioritize one person over the other. Or is it because once they're shkulinhein, we say that the Easter or tzicha does play a role over here? Um, and the major nafkamina, as we've seen, is whether or not a passive versus active Shvichus uh, Damim would be allowed. Okay, now Reb Chaim brings a very interesting uh, proof to resolve this issue. He says, that he thinks the explanation is like the second uh, approach, which involves the Easter at Sicha. And he quotes the Gemara in Bab Metziah. Uh, there's two guys that are lost in the desert and they have enough water, only enough for one of them to survive. So the Gemara quotes Machlokis over there which is uh, Ben Petura holds that uh, they have to share the water. The guy who owns the water has to share it, and the, both of them are going to die because there's not enough for both of them to get back. Rabbi Akiva came and he said that uh, the Pasuk says, that your brother will live with you. So it sounds like we derive from here that your life comes first. 
right? He lives with you, but you have priority. So uh, therefore, when you're in a desert and you have enough water to survive, but your friend is going to die, so you are allowed to prioritize yourself and take the water for yourself. Says Reb Chaim, that case over there, that is a passive action. You're not killing him. You're not uh, actively doing anything to him. You're just uh, drinking the water yourself. You're not sharing the water. So that's a passive form of murder. And still, the Gemara said that according to Ben Petura, you're not allowed to do it. Right? It's, a, it's still a Yahari Val Yavor according to Ben Petura. And the Rebbe Akiva, who holds that uh, it's Yavar Valyehari, so to speak, but the, he has a special drusha from a Pasuk in that case. Right? But Odioser, even more, it's not just that this is a passive form of murder, but Odioser, that's not even Ritzicha. Over there, we're, we're just talking about a Hatzolos Nefoshos. You're not doing any action of Shvichos Damim whatsoever. Still, we need a Pasuk to tell us that you're allowed to save yourself. Says Rav Chaim, we derive from this Gemara that only by Hatzolos Nefashos, only in this case, where it's not Ritzicha at all, we're only dealing with whether or not you have to save your friend, there we say that you're allowed to prioritize yourself in a passive action. So you don't have to uh, go ahead and die in order to save your friend if all you're doing is a passive uh, avoidance of Hatzalos Nefashos. But when it comes to actual Ritzicha, we don't have a Pasuk over there. There is no Gzeris HaKasuv that you're allowed to do it. So uh, based on that, we would say that even in a passive form of murder, we still say Yaharik Val Yavor. And uh, therefore, we see that the Svara for this, the understanding of it, must be like the second approach, which said that my Chazis is saying that there is an Isra Ritzicha, and therefore that also applies to the passive form of Ritzicha. Because according to the first approach, as we said, that if it's a Sheval Tasa, if it's passive Ritzicha, then you should be able to do it to save your life. So uh, this Gemara, which seems to imply that by Sheval Tasa, if it's Ritzicha, if it's a passive Ritzicha, you are not allowed to save your life. It's Yahari Val Yavor would seem to indicate like the second approach of Rab Chaim, unlike Tosos, that uh, we are, that the reason of my chazis is because we evaluate also whether there's an Isra Ritzicha and we try to minimize the harm done. So if we can uh, lose a life without the Isra Ritzicha, that's preferable to taking someone else's life and also having an Isra Ritzicha. And that's both by active and passive. And according to this, Rab Chaim concludes that that's the Shit Sarambam. Uh, the Rambam disagrees not only by Arayos, that was the first approach, that the Rambam disagrees by Arayos, but he agrees by Ritzicha, that passive Ritzicha is Yavar Val Yehareg. Uh, and according to that, the Machlokas between the Rambam and Tosus is whether you could learn out Arayos from Ritzicha or not. Now, says Rab Chaim in the second approach, that the, the Rambam disagrees not only by Arayos, but also by Ritzicha. And the Rambam holds that the, both Arayos and Ritzicha are Yeharig Val Yavor in all cases, whether they're active or whether they're passive. So that's Rab Chaim's uh, analysis of this, uh, of this issue over here. Now, I want to just make uh, two points that uh, later Achrona make on Rab Chaim here. 
And that is, first of all, Reb Chaim's understanding of the Machlokas ben Petura and Rabbi Akiva, that they're arguing about a form of Yahari Val Yavor ben Petura, who holds that they have to split the water even though they'll both die, is a, a sort of Yahari Val Yavor. So uh, many later Achronim have a problem with that uh, understanding of the Machlokas. Uh, Rabbi Sezalman Meltzer in the uh, Evan Ozel, uh, Rabbi Chatzkel Abramsky in Chazon Yechezkel, Rav Shach in the Avi Ezri, uh, and Reb Shlomo Hyman in uh, in his Chidushim on Ksubis, uh, they all wonder that that does not seem to be the simple uh, or the mainstream way of understanding this, uh, because to say that Ben Petura holds that there's a chiyuv of Yaharig Val Yavor for Hatzalas Nefashos is a very strange thing. Generally, a Yaharig Val Yavor is only for real Shvichus Domim, for real Ritzicha. But uh, how could someone hold that there's a chiyuv of Yaharig Val Yavor when it comes simply to not saving, to not being Matzil Nefesh of someone else. So that's a major problem. Um, Rab Chaim does seem to understand that the alternative to Rabbi Akiva is Yahari Val Yavor Din, uh, but we usually don't say that by Hatzal's Nefashos. Um, they, these Achronim explain that the Ben Petura seems to be a different Din. There seems to be a Din Sha'al Yira Echad B'Misas Chavero, that you're not supposed to watch your friend die while you're drinking your water. So that's a separate Din than Yahari Val Yavor, and according to that, then the Machlokas Rabbi Akiva ben Petura would not really have much to do with the issue that Rab Chaim's dealing with over here, which is uh, the issue of Yahari Val Yavor by Shvichos Damim. Um, now, there's another uh, set of questions over here that comes from the Chazonish. The Chazonish was a very careful reader of Rav Chaim, and on this piece he has a number of questions. Uh, there's a very nice piece from Rav Moshe Soloveitchik, who is Rav Chaim's grandson from Switzerland, uh, not to be confused with his son, also named Rav Moshe Soloveitchik. And uh, he has a nice piece that was, uh, qu- that was published in the Sefer Azikar, in the memorial volume for Rav Chatzkal Abramsky, and it was published again in his book, I'm using the new Or Olam uh, publication of Reb Chaim, so it has uh, all of this, these sources in the back. It's a very nice edition. So uh, in this piece, Reb Moshe Soloveitchik goes through at length uh, the whole machlokas between Reb Chaim and the Chazonish, all of the questions, and he tries to explain both positions. And uh, we incorporated uh, uh, some of his explanations as we were going through the piece. Uh, but I'll just uh, point out one question. The Chazonish has a question on Reb Chaim which is that the Chazonish says, if Reb Chaim holds that even for a passive form of Ratzicha, even if someone's going to use uh, the Jew's body to kill someone, they still have a chiyuv of Yahari Val Yavor. So the Chazonish asks, well, then we have a very strange thing uh, that everyone, all the Jews who are watching this should have to kill this person. He says, right, Let's say uh, someone says, uh, I'm going to kill you unless you allow me to use your body and throw it on a baby. And the person says, okay, you can do that. And that's a Yaharik Val Yavar, according to Reb Chaim. So all Jews who are watching it should have to kill this person rather than allow him to do Yaharik Val Yavar. And that, of course, is a very strange idea. That does not seem to be correct, that people can kill someone if they're going to be a passive participant in a case of Shvichus Damin. Uh, so that's the Chazunish's question on Reb Chaim's idea that the passive murder would also be Yaharik Val Yavar. So Reb Moshe Salavechik explains over here, and based on the way we explained it, which was his way, so it obviously answers the Chazunish's question that Reb Chaim is trying in the second position where the Isra Ritzicha is the important part, Reb Chaim is trying to evaluate which situation is going to have less problems attached to it. So when we do an active form of murder, so that's both an Isra Ritzicha and a, a form of murder. Uh, when it comes to passive, that's Reb Chaim's Chiddush, that we also say that in that case there's going to be loss of life 
and an Isra Ritzicha. So therefore, we prefer that uh, you allow yourself that it's Yahari Gal Yavor, so that that way there's no Isra Ritzicha at all. But for all sorts of people to come and kill this person, that's also going to be an Isra Ritzicha. In other words, all these cases are when a non-Jew is going to do it, so there's no Isra Ritzicha. But uh, for Jews who are trying to uh, follow the Torah and to go and kill someone, that's also an Isra Ritzicha. So of course we would never say that people should kill someone who is going to be Yavor Val Yehari passively, even though that person is doing something wrong, uh, but to kill them would also be an Isra Ritzicha and it would defeat the whole purpose of the Yehari Val Yavor, which is to minimize the problems of, uh, in this situation. So that's the Rav Moshe Soloveitchik's answer to that. And finally, maybe most importantly, he also points out that there's a, an explicit Rashi on uh, Yuma, Pebezim, and Bez, which seems to basically say exactly like Rab Chaim's second position. Uh, Rashi describes this over here. He's talking about my chazis. Right? How could you allow this because of a chai bohem? The reason for v'chai bohem is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants our souls, our lives, more than the mitzvahs. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, uh, you're allowed to uh, violate the mitzvah in order to live. But since over here, anyway, someone's going to be killed, so why should HaKadosh Baruch Hu want you to violate his mitzvah? Why should you be more precious than your friend? And uh, the same thing appears also in Rashi and Sanhedrin, Ayn Dalad Amad Aleph. He uses the term, uh, We do not say V'chai Bahem. So uh, this Rashi would seem to indicate exactly like Reb Chaim's second position, that there is no v'chai bahem in this situation. Uh, the Isra Ritzicha is still in full effect, even though it's going to result in loss of life. And the reason is because either way, there's going to be loss of life. So why should we say uh, that we're going that v'chai bahem displaces the Isra Ritzicha? So uh, in conclusion, Reb Chaim's basic uh, conceptual idea over here, the key conceptual point he's exploring is why do we say that Ritzicha, the Shvichus Domim, is Yehari Val Yavor? The reason the Gemara gives is my chazis, uh, which seems to be a svara. So it seems to be that uh, Ritzicha is different than Giliaroyos and Avodah where the Isur is because of the Isur, the Chumras HaIsur. Giliaroyos and Avodah are such Chumordike Isur and they're so strict that we cannot uh, violate them in order to save a life. But the Ritzicha seems to be a little different. It's a Svara of my Chazis. The question that Rab Chaim wants to know is what does it mean that my chazis makes it that Shvichus Dam is Yahar Does it mean that there's something separate from the Isra Ritzicha going on over here? Uh, there's the Chiyuv Hatzala, you can't prioritize your life over someone else. Or does it mean that the Isra Ritzicha comes back into the picture because either way there's going to be loss of life, so therefore we have to take into account the Isra Ritzicha and try to avoid Isra Ritzicha if we can. Uh, and according to Reb Chaim, the nafkamina between this is going to be whether in a case of passive Ritzicha, whether we say that that's Yavar Val Yehareg. So this ends up being a machlokas between the Rambam and Tosos. According to Tosos, uh, it's not Isra Ritzicha, it's just my chazis is a separate svara, and therefore 
therefore, in a, in a case of passive Ritzicha, it's Yavor Val Yehareg. And according to the Rambam, the Isra Ritzicha is the main point over here. And therefore, in all cases, whether it's active or passive, there's still an Isra Ritzicha. And therefore, you would not, it's always Yehareg Val Yavor. And as we're saying, Rav Moshe Soloveitchik points out that the Rashi in two places seems to say exactly this, uh, like the Shittas Rambam, that the Isra Ritzicha is important. There is no real V'chai Bahem when it comes to the Isra Ritzicha. And the Chazonish, as we mentioned, Chazonish has uh, some problems with this analysis, and uh, his analysis is a much more practical one, that my Chazis simply means that you're not allowed to save your life at the expense of taking someone else's life. That's uh, how the Chazonish understands it more simply, unlike Rab Chaim's uh, slightly more analytical model of understanding this halacha. In a world that's a little simpler comes the tale of Veltima fungicide. Swift, simple, and secure. It's a corn-growing story without all the drama. Unless you add totally epic music, really random sound effects, and a cool announcer guy. Get ready for the blockbuster yields of the summer with Veltima fungicide from BASF. Coming soon to a field near you. Always read and follow label directions.